Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this week's episode, we talk about the long-awaited Revolution reunion shows at First Avenue and get fan reactions. And now, he can funk until the dawn, making love till Cherry's gone, Dr. Funkenberry. Uh, that's Ida. Funk it up. No. With her new album, Turned Up. Much love, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes so as soon as the podcast drops, which is usually in the early morning, you have it automatically downloaded and ready for you. I won't say every Wednesday just in case there's some days that we slip. But uh, thank you guys so much for everything. Make sure also on Stitcher you can do the same thing if you're not an iTunes or an iPhone person. Make sure to leave us reviews. Share us everywhere, especially when we put out the post for on the Facebook fan page and then on Twitter. Make sure that that's the one you share because that will get more views. We also appreciate the love you share on your own page. Speaking of love, this weekend, previous weekend was all about love, and we're going to kick it off a little bit of deluxe style for you. If you know what I'm talking about, it's going to get weird and funky here. Should oh, I do wait. a little bit of an intro for it? I think I should do a little intro, Chris. You what, think what's so? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. This is producer Chris. We're going to start a song. But Dearly Beloved. We're gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Like the word life means forever, and that's a mighty long time. I'm here to tell you there's something else. Your moms. A world that never had happiness and thighs. You can always see the sun, day or night. <laughs> so you call me the shrink in Beverly Hills. You know the one. Dr. Funkenberry be alright. Huh.
<laughs> of course, I always intend to hear Let's Go Crazy uh, with the violin for the guitar solo, right? <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy that. That's a little bit of an ode to Quest Love over this weekend at First Avenue DJing. He threw on these kind of versions of Baby, I'm a Star and I Would Die For You, which we're going to do for you later. So I hope you guys are enjoying that. And also the way that I kicked everything off with uh, Dearly Beloved, there's something else, your mom. That's kind of like what Prince did in a rehearsal in the Purborian era with the revolution before they went on tour. And he was like, your mama, a woman (laughs) of exquisite peanut butter thighs. (laughs) <laughs> you can barely see the sun, right? What did he say? You can barely see the sun day or night with them thighs blocking them. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it's kind of cool. I just wanted to share that with you guys. And we had a, a great Labor Day weekend. Well, some were better than others. Um, Chris was able to be in Minneapolis for the revolution. Yes. Hello, Doc. Me. What's going on? And What's up, man? I know that you'll agree with me. Like the energy in Minneapolis, there's just something there. I've come there with an empty notebook and I left with like not a full notebook because, I, you know, you're always with Prince day and night. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to get in when I couldn't sleep, which is a lot. Got it in. So I'm yeah. sure your experiences were you didn't have a lot of sleep, but it was well worth it. So tell us how the revolution Absolutely. and all that was. Yeah, it was. It was like you said, uh, it was electric. The energy. Yeah, it's. Prince wasn't there, but I'll tell you, you still had that feeling in your stomach, getting ready, going to the club, getting your buddies, everyone going down there. It was, there was electricity. It was a little different though, you know, but it was still great to see all the friends, the old friends that you only see at Prince events, but it seems, you know, it could be years that you're not together, but then you see each other and Hey, it's just like you just saw them last weekend. So it was great seeing everybody. Met some new friends. That was great too, um, but it was it was great to see all the old friends. I saw you guys because th- this was a reminder that he's no longer with us. Is how many cameras and the Facebook Live videos and the periscopes, yeah, and just videos posted on Instagram. Like uh, you guys were like getting your groove on to DMSR earlier. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, good lord. Yeah, one of the highlights for me personally of the entire weekend were all of the songs that were played before and after the shows. You'd show up, we'd get we got inside the club and you're like, "Wait, that beat kind of sounds familiar. The instruments kind of sound familiar, but I've never heard that song before." And it's like it takes you 2 seconds to realize, "Wait a minute, that's something new or something unreleased, not new." Right. It was all Purple Rain era stuff from what I could tell. That's what it sounded like. But everyone was just freaking out. Unbelievable. But yo, mister with his vocals. I love that. Yes. And he did that the week before in LA um, that I attended. <sighs> just not, not going to harp us up, but LA uh, just isn't the same energy, but quest seemed like he was showing off his catalog more. So it seemed like for you guys at first Avenue, you got longer versions of songs and, the fun stuff. And yeah. it seemed like the California people for sure were getting their groove on. It seemed like you guys kind of dominated everything. <laughs> Saw my boys from Belgium, Bert and 
few other people, but it seems like the California Posse brought in you guys danced. You weren't sorry mother duckers up against the wall, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the one thing that I, I thought was really cool, the way it was laid out, is that Questlove was out of sight. He was way up in the top, you know, so the DJ isn't right there where we've seen him at other places where people are just standing there staring at him and not dancing, right? So this was great to be able to just listen to the music and let him do his thing. And he, yeah, he did show off. It was so much fun. Uh, just mind blowing stuff. And you know, when you can, when you can blow the minds of the Prince fans that were in that room, you know, you've got some really exclusive stuff and he was doing it for sure. I mean, emotional pump, the one that was written for Joni Mitchell. See, and you knew that I, yeah. I didn't know what that was. Um, you heard some of it. So, you know, yeah. man, that, that song, absolutely blew my mind because it was one of those songs where it was like hard rock it kept going and going and it would start to fade out and then he would go again it was insane and then you're just like because i told you this when i when i was like yeah that was written for joni mitchell you're like what yeah it wasn't joni a joni mitchell. mitchell song that's for sure uh, <laughs> he, he printed it he prints it up. It was like, here you, here you go. And yeah. Johnny's like, uh, what do you want me to do with that? Right. Ugh, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was just a blast. I got to go. I didn't go to Thursday night show, um, but I heard it was great. And I ignored it because I didn't want to get ruined by any of the surprises. Went to Friday show and Saturday show. And I'll tell you, those two shows, as far as the, the, the vibe, night and day. Right. Half the people that were, that were there. Sorry, I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. There were half the people there Friday that were there Saturday. Saturday right. felt like you were at Glam Slam and Prince was on stage because it was wall to wall people, shoulder to shoulder from the front of the stage to the door. Isn't it that was insane? Because every show was sold out. Now you weren't at Thursdays. I know that you didn't pay attention to it, but I was yeah, like, tell me about it. He, uh, he, they brought out, hmm. you know, Apollonia, Maite, Manuela, Taika was supposed to come out. She didn't, but Omar came out all pimped out with his Omar self showing that, yeah, that's right. That's my half brother. Look, we got the same style going on here a little bit. Okay. And uh, Apollonia came out through some gold hoop earrings to the crowd. I know that she did that before. I, did, I was lucky enough to catch one on Friday. What? Yeah. I don't see that photo on your feed. <laughs> Somebody was somebody else was lucky enough to get it. Oh well, that's cool. I don't see the photo on their feed then. Yeah, maybe she'll post Whatever. a picture of it. She wore it on Saturday. Uh, You're welcome. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I know it was cool. Um, but Thursday looked pretty cool. But it seemed like Friday was like the main show. Thir- like, of course, John Bream. Like, I think the revolution. What they really wanted. What the revolution really wanted was good reviews from the start. And John kind of said that they weren't really celebrating him, but it was more like mourning the way that they were playing. I mean, it's their first show. Maybe there should have been a warm-up show somewhere, but the problem is is it isn't like how it was when 85, 86, where you do these warm-up shows and no one knows about it. They would have done a warm-up show and everyone would have found out about it. And Right. So this had to be the warm-up show. Regardless of 17 days of rehearsal at SIR Studios in Los Angeles here, and I don't know why I didn't contact anyone to come out, but I didn't. Um, that's just the case, but I saw the set list for Thursday and said V three at the top and I went, well, he trained them, right. They're going to have more than one set list version three, right? That's gotcha. what I'm thinking. Okay. Friday I hear was mostly the same. 
but I hear Friday's show was a better show. So basically, since the set list was the same, the energy level was better, and they got the morning out of the way. And I think with Questlove DJing, because I heard Thursday that it was more melancholy stuff being played when they walked in. Okay. So Friday was a whole dance party. Like I said, I see you guys yeah. at the DMSR. Ridiculous. We see our boy Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. On the onesies and twosies? I'm telling you, his, his, his name is no longer Bobby Thomas. It's Bobby Onesie Thomas. I love it. The man. <laughs> the onesie. That was awesome. <laughs> Only he can pull it off. I got some inside news about that onesie. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, got some, I, I have an inside source. He wore it Saturday again. I saw... But inside source, he did wash it. Okay, that's a good thing. So he he wasn't as funky as you thought it was gonna be. He was he was just Bobby funky, not extra funky. It was and he was clean and smelling good. So Bobby, I know people were clowning you for wearing it twice in a row, but you were clean, see, and that's I want everybody to know that. See, I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> see what ha- what happens when I like a shirt or I like an outfit? Uh-huh. I buy two. Oh, like I didn't think of that. I because I'll have it. That's why I'd be like damn you know but i won't wear it like back to back like he did but i'll like something a lot like the dress clothes i wore to our bay area trip last month i'm already going back looking for those dress shirts because the way that it fit and all that stuff just and that's not the only thing dress shirts dress pants try to get the same shirt but in different colors and things like that all right so here we are you're at friday's show the atmosphere quest loves djing i'm seeing the videos i'm seeing people bleed from their foreheads um <laughs> hi Shaylon. you know that's what happens when you get in funky it's gonna happen <laughs> stuff gets stuff happens and um and then we'll go into uh, your other adventures that you had and with the other california peeps but um the one thing that we're going to get into most and then we're going to be having also fan reactions that you're able to get did that's you right. want to play some now or do you want to kind of set up friday a little bit more um let's let's hear just let's hear a couple just to kind of intersperse it to see what people's it. yeah i wasn't able to it was you know in the moment it was a little hard to get people to get out of the funk to to do some interviews so but they i had some friends that were nice enough to send some reactions of what their favorite part of the weekend right. was so uh let's hear what sophia has to say and then uh, we'll, uh, we can talk some more about it. We'll just kind of sprinkle these in. Hi, guys. This is Sophia. I just want to tell you, there were so many things I loved about this weekend in Minneapolis. I almost don't know where to start. Um, being First Avenue for the first time ever and seeing the Revolution put on an awesome concert, of course, is without saying. Um, and, of course, you know, paying our respects and hanging the banner at Paisley Park was very emotional. Um, but I have to say... Probably my very favorite part of this weekend was being with my Purple family and adding to my Purple family because we met so many cool, amazing people there. Um, and of course, seeing all our, our good friends from around the country, um, always, and you know, just that's one of my favorite things ever about all of this. Um, yeah, I mean, Prince fans aren't just the best fans, they're the best people. And that was Sophia. So thank you, Sophia, for telling us about your highlight of the weekend. Um, and this other one, let's listen to, uh, this is Clay Boogie. He had a blast too. All right, we'll listen to his and then we can talk some more about Friday. Let's see here. It is. Hey, this is Clay Boogie from Santa Cruz. Uh, just talking about the highlights of my trip to Minneapolis this past Labor Day weekend. Um, just a lot of great, great experiences. Um, 
but I'll just talk about the music and um, the Minneapolis First Avenue concert with the Revolution. For me, it was incredible. I thought the highlight was Wendy giving it her all. Um, she had to step into Prince's role, and she just poured her heart and soul into it. You know, she she couldn't have done anything more, and she truly honored him. And um, hearing some unreleased stuff, I'm guessing from the vault before the show started, just was incredible. Um, felt like he was there for a second, hearing his voice so clear, um, and you know, not having ever heard it before. Um, and then we had a great time at Bunkers the next night, saw Sunny there, and um, and had a great day at Paisley, emotional heartfelt, just feeling him in the air, you know, like he's watching, um, I don't know, it's hard, and it's not stopped being hard, but weekends like the one we just had, they help, you know, um, they help a lot, and so I, I'm looking forward to the next time we can all be together, and and I I would just say thank you to the Revolution and to all the musicians and the combo, at Bunkers and everybody for keeping it alive. Well, that's my story. Oh man, okay, <laughs> that's Clay. That's his story. That's his story, and he's sticking to it. <laughs> but Clay and Sophia there. So yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate you helping us out and getting your reactions. We got a few more, and we'll get to those too, but. Um, man, yeah, the unreleased tracks that that was the that was the highlight. Friday was great, more so than the revolution. You're saying the unreleased tracks were the highlight. Well, um, no, okay, no, I but I mean, new music, yeah, I know that was pretty awesome. And let me just the one thing I want to say, you know, just because I want the revolution to succeed, I want other things to go on, uh. I kind of want them to add Eric Lees because when I'm seeing mountains and stuff and it doesn't have that horn line in it, it's missing something. That would be cool. That just, would be a great saying. idea. That would be a great idea. Um, that would be really cool. I didn't even think about it, but yeah, mountains was great. Did they play mountains Friday night too? Cause they, I know they played it Saturday. I think it was, I think they did. They probably did. Regardless, that's the only thing I was thinking of is I want that horn. Yeah, the horns. That that would be cool. And maybe they will eventually. (laughs) And just, of course, you know, they kicked it off with Let's Go Crazy. That's the way that you do it. How was was the crowd just like, woo? It wasn't like, oh. No, the crowd was great. Uh Um, Friday night, I was not ready for Sometimes It Snows in April. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to be ready for that. And I don't understand why. Yeah, I know. Well, I I thought I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was I thought it was uh I thought it was needed. Saturday I was prepared for it, so it didn't hit me as hard emotionally. But I'll tell you, I saw a grown man crying, weeping. I mean, everybody. Friday was I don't know, maybe it was different a different crowd on Friday, but it was it was hard. And me included. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be hard. It was, yeah. It, it was. It was tough. And apparently Thursday, it was hard for Wayne to go through, and the crowd was kind of making noise. She had to tell him to shh. Yeah, I heard. I heard that she was very emotional on Thursday. It was hard for her to get through that. Don't do the song. 
Yeah. Well, I think she kind of, I, I bet she was doing it as therapy as well. You know? Be glad that you were free. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But I liked it. It was good. You know, it was, it was I tough. wasn't there, so I can't really yeah. s- speak on it. Um, but what the best part is, is that I turned around, other friends turned around, and we were there for each other. And there was a lot of people just hugging. And, you know, that was the low point of the, that was the emotional low point of the night. And guess what? It came right back up. And after it was done, we shook it off and we partied until Purple Rain. <laughs> no, and then it happened again. It was interesting. The set list, let's go crazy into computer blue. Yeah. It was great. And they did, you know, they did the, they did the moves like the movie. So they did a great job. There's choreography and stuff. So it was nice. I What'd you it. think of seeing Des Dickerson out there? Yeah. Des. That was awesome. I love Des. And the headband. I was really digging Andre Simone. Yeah. He really brought it. I really think that, and no offense to Wendy, I think Andre should just front the band and sing the Prince stuff and let him be the front person and let the revolution be the revolution. That was just my opinion. EGOs. Yeah. Lego. I don't, it's got to be Wendy. I mean, I love Andre. You got it. You got to have the name though. Just like if you wanted Bilal, right. I would have D'Angelo be doing it. But D'Angelo's kind of disappeared since his Fallon performance of Sometimes It Snows in April. I'm kind of worried about the guy. Yeah. Because well, um, sure he's doing stuff. Before. Uh, kind of Questlove kind of put him on blast for missing that BET Awards. And True. Remember, no one's heard about him. Um, kind of worried about that. Yeah. Bilal. Bilal the, was great. The Beautiful Ones, When Doves Cry. He was great. Uh, so much so that when Kimbra was out on stage on Saturday, it's kind of missing Bilal a little bit. They shouldn't have had her do private drama. I mean, she's got the energy for it, but I think it was more of a deli- she's more of a delirious person. Yeah, she reminded me of like what Janelle Monae would have been like—a lot of energy, and that's cool, but kind of quirky. And I think it kind of put some people off. I mean, I've her seen, energy was great. I've seen Kimbra before. Good show when she stays in her lane. I saw her open for foster the people which were much better live and they're all prince fans uh quick story foster the people and this this is how it is the lead singer of foster people it was right around pumped up kicks huge hit uh prince is playing the sayers club private show there's robert pattinson and Kristen stewart their first time back together since she cheated on him uh there's uh the guy from entourage jeremy piven and then there's his name really cool dude as well three person name i can't remember right now oh my god my memory is usually good uh, plain and simple though foster the people dude takes out his phone to start texting someone prince's security guard kerwin who our friend angie kind of had an experience with the distributor before sorry angie um he didn't know at the time fan she wouldn't do that he k- kicked the foster the people guy out and TMZ cameras got him and he's doing the whole don't you know who I am thing trying to get back into the club and I'm not, I wasn't on my phone I swear <laughs> no like I'm way. a big fan this sucks <laughs> it's just embarrassing where you're just seeing Prince's security guard like no he's not getting in and then Sayers because apparently he's a big client of theirs was spending a lot of money you know they don't want him to not come back right. so he did get back in but I'm sure they snuck him in another door it's just Kimber was was a huge fan I talked with her 
bef- uh, after the show, I would always get like backstage passes and whatnot. And Kimbra was a Prince fan. Hmm. Um, is well, a Prince she knew fan. her stuff. She really knew the songs well, which was great. That's why I That's think was good. that she fangirled out yeah. when Prince said, when you gave him like, for song of the year, and this was not, this is not the black, this is album still matter. Cause he gave away album of the year. One time he did song of the year and he said, Oh, I love this song. Like Gautier, someone that I used to know with Kimbra. And I think she fangirled out that she was getting an award from Prince. Her first ever Grammy presented by Prince. Yeah. That's what somebody so. told me. I, Cause I really, I knew that I recognized the name, but I didn't know mm-hmm. who she was. And like, Oh yeah, she got her award or Grammy from Prince. I'm like, Oh yeah. I her last two albums, like I promoted on the site listen to she kind of went away from her style a little bit like she tried to do this whole like hip-hop thing kind of like um it was just a song and i was like making fun of it kind of like um lily allen overseas when she tried to do the song and it just didn't go over well with crowds gotcha camera's got the energy but i don't think for private joy fit her and for delirious it probably did i heard she came back for baby i'm a star on saturday night i believe so yeah they did it was everybody was on stage so saturday night Susanna came out with kimbra and then princess was on stage as well. That was great. I My love them. Off. Yeah. It was a it was a blast to see them. And there was events in Minneapolis like all right, Friday night. I'm adding stuff even though I wasn't there, y'all. <laughs> but I, the cameras you live were vicariously there. through through your uh, your computer screen, I bet, right? Here's Questlove DJing. And this is an Instagram video. Here's Questlove DJing. And then you know Questlove just had a fan moment. Like he's transpired back into the early days of when he was digging Prince because someone taps him on the shoulder and Quest like it's DJ. You're like, you know, someone's probably going to be asking for a request. Like, who is this mother? Turns around. It's my take grooving. And then he just goes, oh, yeah. So he starts grooving back. And then he's like, crap, I can't miss the like getting into the next song. But he was like, you're totally going to turn around like, who the hell is? Th- oh, hey, 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 hey. So that's what I'm saying is all these different videos, different experiences. Yeah, so cool. Because I didn't know she was there. Yeah, she was she was up top for it. So she because question and DJ Thursday, DJ Friday, mm-hmm. and Maite also had a belly dance class there. Uh, for her yeah, big that. fan, like I didn't go. <laughs> all right, we got to give it up, like because of, of Bobby's onesie. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> Bob Popo's uh, <laughs> outfit that he wore to the to the belly dance class. Got to give it up to him because. Most men aren't, aren't that comfortable wearing it, and he, he can rock it, and he can pull it off. A lot of people can't do that, so there you go, B.O.B. Oh, I got to check that out. <laughs> Bob, hey, Bob is a great guy, and he don't care about nobody's opinion, and he'll do what he wants to do, and good for you, and I got to go check that out. <laughs> That's all I got to say about awesome. that. I love I saw, I saw Bob. I saw him across on Saturday. I was almost serving drinks in the bar. That's how far back I was, barely on the on the main floor by the steps. And I look across and I just see Bob's big old smile just rocking out. Like, you know, you sometimes you just spot people a mile away. He was all the way on the other side and I saw him and I saw him afterwards and got to say hi. So what up, Bob? That's from cool. Chicago. I always thought he was from Minneapolis. Chicago right? slash Indiana. It's Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like on the cusp of both. I know he's a White Sox fan and whatnot, all that stuff. So just interesting, the familiar faces that you saw or seen with all the photos and yeah, I was checking out videos trying to be on the download, but of course Facebook has got to be a hater. Jay's watching this video and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it tells I'm you. like come on, man. Like <laughs> I want to watch it live. And the only way not to have that is not watching it live. So, and then 
I, dude, I love technology. I hate Facebook, love technology because I'm throwing the Facebook live videos to my TV and watching it on 55 inch TV. Were you really? And then like, everyone's like, that's how I was able to see everything that's going on. See you guys dancing and everything oh, else so going cool. on. It's, it's big on the TV. Awesome. I didn't want to take shots of it. I, I did one screen cap on my phone while I was being thrown, but, um, yeah, dude. Good. Well, I'm um, glad you were able to experience it and hopefully it felt a little bit like you were there and a part of it. It's part of me that wanted to be there. Part of me this weekend would be a little messy in more ways than one. I like, I love all the activities. Maite there and you guys did stuff. Susanna was at Electric Fetus yeah. signing her, her starfish and coffee shirts. Right. Yeah. So you want to talk? Can I talk about Electric Fetus real quick? Absolutely. Well. So, um, yeah. It's amazing how slow you get out of bed when uh, you're up until, I don't know, however. I think the sun came, I don't even know what time the sun came up, but it came up outside my hotel room and uh by the time we made it to electric fetus Susanna was long gone everyone else was long gone and pretty much everything prince related was long gone <laughs> all <laughs> we, purchased yeah we went there and there's some there was some vinyl you know there was uh not, but not a lot of prince it was found a couple 1999 cassettes um yeah that's about it um there you go met some new friends some new fans from Dallas, An uh, Angie from Dallas. We, we Dallas, met her, Dallas. yeah. Dallas Love. And uh, it was cool. It was fun. That they was about. They shared with the Cowboys Niners game in a few weeks. <laughs> Electric yeah. Fetus. Yeah. It was, it was a cool place. It was neat to just to be there. And it's glad to see a real record store and, you know, where Prince would go. So that was kind of cool. And it's interesting as you talk about like not being up to late. Uh, the Bay Area crew. They had their chaperones like they would they would leave what one or two at first avenue and then they were waking up the girls at 7 a.m to Damn. get ready yeah like, they, they had stuff to do they were i saw them they were up out they were up before me done with breakfast before i was even uh, getting the sleep out of my eyes props uh, to you girls uh i couldn't hang with them i it would be take a shower at night when i get back <laughs> It would be have the clothes by the bed. It'd be a hat day for sure. <laughs> for sure. And tell them to wake me up at 8.50 and I'll be down there in 10. <laughs> you know, I'll be getting, I'll be taking a leak while getting dressed at the same time. Maybe, maybe I should get a onesie too because you just have to worry about one outfit. See, maybe Bobby's onto something. Bobby's onto something. The, <laughs> the adult onesie needs to make a comeback. I, I just got to know how he made that. That was awesome. But hey, props to the, to the, the purple funk SF crew that was For they were real. It was awesome, and it was cool. They were actually at our hotel. I just ran into them at breakfast Saturday Dude, morning. It was a blast to see them. We should have had them on. I mean, they yeah. they all right. Well, we actually I did. We do have one of them that did left a, a message. Should we should we listen to Gigi? And then we'll get into the story. Absolutely. I don't want to say she's the leader of the group, mm. but she's she hosts all the events up there, and she's one of the most vocal. They're all together, uh, a group of people that get everything together. I wouldn't, there's Gigi, there's Tamir, Manya, all the, all them that do stuff. They do an amazing job. There's a they couple Angie's. Yeah. There's eight of them. And I, I, I know I'll forget some of their names, but yeah, it was That's fun why to see I them just, all. They're awesome. You know, if I Great forget job. one Angie, forget the other, you don't want to get into that. Just figured do that, <laughs> but let's get into what, right, Gigi let's, yeah, let's listen to Gigi's. Uh, it's a little bit long, but she tells us what her favorite, um, thing about the weekend is here you go. 
Hello, beautiful ones. This is Gigi from Purple Funk SF. Been down with P since uh, about 1983. And I went to Paisley Park for the third time in my entire life this past weekend. Excuse my voice. I had a really good time in the sense of screaming my head off, as I usually do, but even more so. If I had to say one thing, it would be very hard to say the best part or my favorite part of this weekend at First Avenue, but I must say that just seeing the amount of diversity and the the amount of people from different places and colors and shapes and sizes that came out to show their love, it, it truly overwhelmed me. I cried multiple times, but the sheer energy in the room was just unlike anything I've ever experienced. And if I had to seriously narrow it down, it would have to be between having Wendy do Sometimes It Snows in April to seeing Andre, Brownmark, and Wendy on stage, and Des, of course, jamming so hard to my anthems uptown and controversy it just it really showed me the kind of company that prince kept the stellar musician that he is and he made sure to keep around him prince forever god bless him wherever he is i know he's in heaven watching us and protecting us and he'll always be a part of my life god bless you all Amen, Gigi. I was like for a minute going, hmm, hmm. that doesn't sound like the Gigi I know, but yeah, she tore up her voice for real. Yeah, I know firsthand she was screaming her head off uh, all weekend. On the At the shows. At the shows. Don't give me that look. I didn't give you no look. You just wanted to put that in, apparently. I don't know why. <laughs> no. Man, hey. Gigi and Tamir and all them, like, dude, you got to put their energy into a bottle and like sell it because you can't help you can't help but but get hyped man after the show on saturday night they had a soul train line going through the middle of that dance floor it was awesome it was days that i know we need to do a soul train line right here right now chris let's go i said yes ma'am I, one, you listen and you do it you don't one of my around. favorite things of last month at the the bow party they did was during uh <laughs> you know where i'm going yep. with it too new position and they did the line so yeah, conga line. Yeah, that was hotness. That's all I got to say is like, we got to go with it with them. The energy just pile up. But like I said, if I'm traveling with them, wake me up at eight fifty. I ain't getting up at no seven o'clock in the morning to sleep. I'm like I'm I'm. See, women can do it. Men, uh, they are organized. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was awesome. But Whoops. um, the one thing I that she she reminded me of was the energy and how amazing the energy was. Right. And as, as great as Friday was, the thing about Saturday, there was, and being twice as many people, mm. the energy was unbelievable. During Raspberry Beret, she asked the crowd to sing, and she literally was blown away. Like, you can see her, how we sang the chorus, mm. and just the crowd and she really was blown away. Right. And it was really emotional. Was, and that was like, whoa. Even for, you know, I've, when P was around, people would sing. But this was, man, everybody was screaming. It was great. Right. It was great. 
And then I hear Londell was there as well for the Uh-oh. shows. Apparently, he wanted to talk to him about doing the tribute concert, talk to them again about doing it. They were asked by the Tribune. They said they don't know. So that's what we're hearing right now. Hmm. It's, it's after Labor Day now, so we should be hearing some more stuff from Londell, and we will see. Now, last week, uh, we had mentioned that there were going to be some people the bre- late breaking, but of course, right after you broke the news that there was more info about it, we had to say, wait a minute, oh, hold your horses a little bit. That was not confirmed. So right. what's the latest on that on those? See, the current putting that out, it's like someone had to tell them that, and I think that was another wish list. Mm, and okay. then Sheila was already booked for oh, that night. That's right. And I had somebody pointed, I think you might have pointed out that she's playing somewhere that day already. Yeah, that's so. why I was kind of like, huh? Like we posted, but we said, let's we'll let you know when we hear more info. And then um, some members of the time have agreed to do it. Not all of them. Oh. So you only have main condition still. So you'll get part-time? Hello. Well, that's why I call them. I was more staying the half-time or the uh, part-time. Right. We always did that. But, um, but yeah, it would, um, <laughs> you know, it's not all of them again. Well, I'm sure um, it'll come together. Let's hope it comes together. And let's hope everyone that goes gets a great show. That's what I think. That was one of the, one of the reasons why I wish I would have went, although it would have been messy for me. Um, it just seems like um, that you guys, especially with the dancing and quest being in the mix, you got to do what he wanted you to do. You, you got the sadness out a little bit. You got to celebrate his music again and understand that he may not be here, but he left this incredible catalog of music for you guys to groove to. And that's what I like seeing the most was you guys celebrating them and dancing. And yep, for sure. Look, I'll be real. I, I want the revolution here in LA for sure. Just saying, but I kind of like seeing everyone's reaction to quest love when he was playing and everyone just dancing and having a good old time. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that didn't happen in LA weeks ago. It's like, I, I, apparently have to come to the bay area like every time they do something or maybe get my dj skills back uh to where they were when i was doing stuff in the early 2000s over there because i need to find a reason just because their energy and just how everything it just was so different in la like that la quest love thing i kind of just sat in a corner and then people were asking for photos and stuff like that and that was fine um it just wasn't the same because there was just people standing around watching Questlove. Yeah, I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense at all. He's not a musician. He's playing well, music he is a musician. To... Oh, okay. But... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, He's that was you. stupid. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't playing a musician that, you know, right. he's spinning records so you can dance. His his instrument were turntables. He's trying to make you ta- dance, you know? Spinning records or spinning his spinning records. His laptop. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what it is, but you know, wiki wiki what? Uh, but, um, you know, he's, he doesn't want you to stare at him. Right. Even Prince didn't. Yeah. Uh, although that'd be hard sometimes. I remember being the Fillmore after show 2001 where he did Daisy chain first diversion with Larry Graham. And then he had DBS do the rap and he was just behind the curtain for the first 20 minutes telling people stop standing dance. And then people were kind of dancing cause he just, just didn't want it to where everyone's just packed in like sardines or just with their heads up. Right. You know, oh man, 
the revolution the revolution gotta come to la that's right gotta do their stuff it's just tough because bream's article was rough he did chris from the tribune did one on saturday and I felt like I was working for P still because um, Chris kind of got the name, got something wrong. And I emailed him really quick, like in like 20 minutes after the article was posted, just so it gets corrected real quick. And I used to do that with him when Prince was here um, without Prince asking me to do it. And they'd be like, thanks, you know, just because there'd be some stuff that wasn't right. And we wanted to make sure he got everything right, especially when it came to his hometown newspaper. Now, can we have you guys stop wanting to unseal those divorce documents? But then everything would be great. And then Bream did another inter- review for Sunday, and it was more of a joyous thing. Excuse me, for the Saturday show that was in the paper on Sunday. Okay. So it was more positive. Like, you got the morning out of the way, and they're able to celebrate. I didn't even think about getting a, uh, a newspaper on Sunday. I didn't even think about it. Or Saturday. That's, I guess that's the time we're living in, but it's all on the online and you just print out a page at work. Apparently. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, true. Um, man. Yeah. So, um, we got a couple more clips. You want to get those out of the way or you want to hear from Dimitri and Dara to meet the double D's Dimitri and Dara. That's right. Let's Dimitri. Hey, Dimitri used to live in LA. He now lives in Minneapolis. He's my boy. I love him. Anyone who says I look like Dean Ambrose. Gets he's okay in your past. He's, he's super cool in my book. That's and, the you know, champ right there. And, and Dara, Dara's, uh, Dara's my girl. She's from here. What? She's one of the bump squad that flew out there, helped me with the banner. We'll, we'll talk about that. Apparently, that's not my girl either. Okay, hey. that's your girl then. Oh yeah, no, it's not either of our girls, right? No, well, it's AJ's girl. Well, but anyway, not she's not way. She's my home girl. Not anyway. She's right, your first, Raider girl. That's right. Okay, so we're gonna hear from Dimitri first, then we'll hear from Dara. Here you go. Hi, this is Dimitri, a.k.a. Digital Creator. Um, I think my favorite memory was being with all my fam from L.A. Um, haven't seen anyone since I left home. Um, seen a few people a few months back, but it was great to have everybody here in Minneapolis um, spend time with them and look forward to doing it again. Hey, this is Dara. So I attended the Revolution Show in Minneapolis this weekend on Saturday night as well as the after party. It was amazing. The chemistry between all of those musicians coming together after so long was incredible. Uh, some of it was just emotional. Some of it you could tell we were really missing the, the main man. But overall, it was absolutely amazing. It was as if his spirit was there watching and smiling over everything that was going on. I absolutely loved it. So there you go. That was Dara and Dimitri.
Huh. You. I would die for you. Not looking at you, Chris. Anyway, just want a little bit of upbeat stuff. Again, Questlove mixed that in with the regular I would die for you from Purple Rain on the <laughs> so dance floor cool. on night. And people were grooving to so it. Funny. Like I said, so you do cool. that in LA, they'd be like, uh, what? No disrespect to the LA fans. I'm talking about people that were at the Questlove event. Okay, which a lot of hardcore people apparently didn't know about, like Clint that was blowing me up on Twitter, and I had no cell phone reception there. So, yeah, a party ain't nothing like a purple party because a purple party don't stop. That's right. Right. Yep. Oh, man. So there's so much more to the weekend, too. All right. We didn't even talk about Paisley Park yet. There's a place that is known for the faces of tracks yeah that was uh so that was the kind of the emotional part of the the weekend Mm -hmm. besides a couple of the songs at the shows Mm -hmm. um but we were we we made a banner um props to christina and janet of the bump squad here in la we made a banner we took it to last week's show uh the purple rain celebration that we talked about last week on the podcast Mm -hmm. um and we had a bunch of people sign it. All the Bump Squad people that were there signed it, and others, including Bonnie Boyer's sister. That was the close. I think I mentioned that on the uh, the podcast last week. But and so Kat. yeah, so I took it to Paisley Park, and Sophia and Dara, who you heard from earlier, and I, and a bunch of other people. Dimitri was there too, and uh, a bunch of other friends went, and we all. Well, we posted it on our page. You can see it if you want to see the we Facebook lived it on the Bump Squad page. You can find it and put it up, and it went really well. And I got to give props to Dorothy Inez. She actually had a uh, banner that was there originally from April that she actually allowed us to take down. She took down for us so we can have her spot, and that was very very touching because let me tell you, there's tons. Of stuff still on the fence. They have left these things up. Some of it from April still. They haven't taken a lot of stuff down. So this spot, um, she allowed us to have. And thank you so so much for everything. Um, we put it up, and it's right on the corner, protected by trees. So it, it's it's really not in in the wind a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, we got to put it up, and I zip tied it. That thing is not coming down unless that fence comes down. Let me tell you. It'll be there. Okay. They will not take that fence down. And you know they're not going to put a new fence up. So anyway, um, so we Mm. did that. That was great. It was emotional, but it was great. And what I didn't know when I was there or we were there back in 2001, I didn't go to 2002, but 2001, they didn't have Riley Creek Tunnel that leads. There's now a pathway along Paisley Park along. uh, Oh, gosh, what's the road? Not Audubon, but the other road, that one, right. and uh, it actually Galpin. goes Galp. Yeah, it goes no, uh, yeah, uh, but it goes Galpin's underneath. Yeah, it goes underneath the the main road, tunnels over to Lake Ann Park, where we used to have our barbecues for the during the celebrations. Anyway, uh, so now that's kind of like the de facto new graffiti bridge, I guess, and people have signed it, and it was packed with signatures everywhere. So we went down there 
after we hung the banner, we all walked uh-huh. down and we had Sharpies. So we signed some names. I, I signed for the bump squad just to, you know, kind of one of those things, uh-huh. but there's some really cool stuff, some spray paint stuff. I, I don't know if any of that stuff was there before April 21st, uh-huh. um, but it seemed like it was all pretty new, but it was emotional. I just wonder how many times if he did, how many times he'd bike from Paisley to Lake Ann Park. I talked to Joe Clarkston, one of our great friends from Chicago. Chicago. Love her. She told me that that he used to ride his bike right there. He would ride under there and go to the park. That's where he'd ride his bike. See? So he's been through that tunnel who knows how many times. Hella cool. And how great that he could do that totally incognito because there's no way anyone would see him. Only the fro gives away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they had Joe and Natalie from yep. North Dakota. Yeah, I haven't seen Natalie them. making an appearance. That's right. I haven't seen them since the the, uh, the celebrations. That was really great. Right. But yeah, so that was fun. And on the way out, we uh, we had just we had just gotten done uh, down at the um, the uh, the tunnel. Oh, and there's a creek. Who knew there was a creek right there too? There's a little creek that runs right by the the tunnel, but also is by Paisley Park. Um, and apparently grows millions of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. So, so I'm taking some of the some of those bites home with me to remind me. But we ran into Ben and Val from Prince.org. They're uh-huh. from the Bay Area too. And as you know, they were down here on I think Val maybe I don't know if Ben was, but Val was down at the Roxy. Uh-huh. She had a banner that she had everyone signed that went uh-huh. to the Roxy event that was the fan gathering. What do you know about that? That I was included in promoting and getting the word out. Oh, were you there? I had a prior obligation <laughs> to pick up someone from the airport. And unless they were going to be giving her a driver, I didn't want to not be the one to not pick her up. So apparently I wasn't uh, put in there that Dr. Funkenberry helped out with the event. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of left off and had a little bit of a side eye when I showed up to the purple rain thing later that night. Not by Val. Just to, not just, by Val. Okay. No. Just want I want to clarify that. But um I wish I was there, but my main thing was is that I had someone coming in at the exact same time and I have to keep two obligations. I didn't know it was that big of a thing that I had to be there, but ooh. You got in uh, trouble. Yeah. Anyway, but that was cool that they brought a banner from there yeah, too. So they got so. a banner and I know that they posted uh, pictures of that too. That was pretty cool. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was neat. And obviously, and we missed purple uh, funk SF. They had their own that they put up. They actually went Saturday. Saturday and we couldn't make that, but yeah, I saw the pictures in the video of that and that was, that was a blast too. So Southern California and Northern California, Oakland, San Francisco, LA, OC, bring in the love. Mad, yeah. but there mad were people from all over too. Uh, Detroit Crawl was there, which yeah. I got to give a shout out to Peggy from Detroit Call. Mm-hmm. I got to see her a lot. She actually sent us a, a panel to put on our banner. We asked people to submit panels, six by six inch panels, right. to to put on our banner, and she was one of them that did that. So that That's was really cool. cool. Yeah. So she's part of the Mump Squad banner too. That's great. Of course, all of them were. That's right. You know, we're all inclusive. All the fan groups that were together. That's right. Not, so, and we all party together. That's for sure. Cause we share the same love and that's what this showed that people from all over, man, I met, it's weird. I met somebody new from, from Dallas. I met mm-hmm. somebody new from the North. I met uh, a new friend from 
uh, Virginia from the Baltimore area. It's crazy. People from everywhere, all over the country. And it was great. See, you mentioned Dallas. And I've been trying to keep my mouth shut. But we got football coming up this weekend. And even though uh, my injury-prone quarterback, Tony Romo, is out and we got Dak, I love the first week of football because everyone's got a chance. You're all 0-0. And speaking of going 0-0 for 0 the NFL with the way it's handling the Kaepernick situation and the whole uh, taking a knee for the anthem, which even I talked with you about. Yeah, we discussed a little that bit. That he's been doing it for weeks and it made no notes. And why was it such a big deal now? I know TMZ was the one that broke it and the NFL hasn't really commented saying, oh, you can't do that or telling the players you must stand for that because they know it's going to cause another thing. I mean, look. Colin was about to get cut from the team. He he wanted to be a Bronco. He wanted to do other things. I do not think he did this on purpose. I do think that he was taking a stand for what he took a stand. It's interesting that he's got the beautiful fro going on now, which is awesome. But Kaepernick's jersey sales are through the roof. Only, oh, of course. Only Ezekiel Elliott and another player have, sell, have sold more jerseys than a Kaepernick jersey. And wow. Kaepernick is on the team, but he's the backup quarterback. He's not the starter, but what is ESPN doing for this money's game? Because they have two Monday night games. Usually, they, you know, the first game runs into the second game. They have the second game on another network, and then they put it to the other network. Right. They're going to go back after the first game ends. They're going to go back and show that the national anthem. Because oh they're just saying they're saying now that's very important oh, yeah, that we show to. it. Yeah. Very important, and we always try to show it over the years. I'm like. B.S. You did not. <laughs> did, no. And another thing I got to talk about, to me, that's more important than someone taking a knee. And now there's other athletes. Doing, and this is starting something. Kaepernick started. I don't think it's to the level of the fist at the Olympics back in the day. But other athletes yep. are going to be doing this. And we've already seen that happen. I'm sure a baseball player is going to wait till playoffs to make their stance. More so than anything. Guaranteed. Just watch. Ooh. Um. But another thing that bothers me more so, and I love the NFL, and I'm sorry to, to go on this, but we always try to cover everything that's going on in music and pop culture. I think more so than taking a knee, the domestic violence issue that the NFL still has is a major problem. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he had it dismissed from him. What, what exactly happened? Because I honestly didn't see the story. He, a couple months ago in July, this woman said that he beat her and he swore it was not, you know, he didn't do it, that she's not my girlfriend, not an ex-girlfriend. She is someone that I had sex with, but I swear I did nothing to her. And that the bruises that she had, which were pretty bad, um, were from a club fight. And I'll be honest, there's like 21 photos online. I looked through them all and it kind of looked how... A guy that size would grab a woman because there was bruising on her arms. It's kind of like that thing where you don't hit a woman, but you hold them. So I'm thinking, wow, that, that's that's a lot of bad bruising. It was on her legs. But then it showed photos of her hands. And you can totally tell that it was skin-on-skin skin contact and he had nothing on him. And he always said that this was from when she got into a fight with another girl at a club. I don't know about those bruises being from another girl unless it's like a WWE female wrestler. Hmm. Um, but okay. Going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The cops didn't charge him with anything, you know, and here's the Cowboys again. I'm sure that Ezekiel Elliott is going to be having bodyguards with him all the time. Like they had with Pac-Man Jones. And when Dez started running into trouble, 
And then, of course, the Cowboys, you know, finished four and 12 last year. Really bad luck. They had Greg Hardy on their team who they knew. And although the girl that he did that to did not testify against him because Greg paid her a lot of money not to talk, he threw her on top of guns, just did some stuff to her where she had crazy bruising, crazy photos, but she refused to testify against him because he paid her an obscene amount of money. And now Greg Hardy's without a job. Oh, he's taking anger management issues, whatever. As we saw with Ray Rice, the only difference between Ray Rice and Greg Hardy was is that Ray Rice, there was video. And now Ray Rice is pleading to get back in the NFL and said he'll play for free and he still can't get back in. Yeah. And then the Niners this week, they've had a few issues of this. They had another defensive player uh, this Labor Day weekend, drunk, went into the wrong hotel room in the wrong hotel. The son that was there told him, this isn't your room. And he's like, get the F out of here. And then the older man, who's 70 years old, tried to step in. The the Niner player cold cocked him. Uh, The Niners, who have had a history of certain issues with uh, drug players and other things. Look, the Cowboys aren't innocent. They have a few people testing positive for drugs. Uh, They immediately cut him. You know, but of course, everyone's talking about Kaepernick. Yeah. And taking a freaking knee. I think we need to worry because I love the NFL and the concussion protocol and these athletes. They're putting their bodies on the line to where there's some players we see always week one. Week one, there's always some serious injury. There's always someone in the preseason. This year was Tony Romo. Week one, there's a pretty serious injury. A Bills player a few years ago got hit. He was paralyzed for six months. <laughs> career over i don't know what's going on with him anymore but problem with the nfl is you hear about these huge contracts that money isn't guaranteed if they get injured the nfl the team can cut them without paying them that money and they do not have health care for life what's interesting is as wwe wrestlers they have a concussion protocol and a drug thing a drug policy that for life they take care of them if they have a drug issue or they have they're having injuries or stuff that accumulated during their career the WWE takes care of it. The NFL, a billion-dollar industry, uh, the players' union is having to fight for older players' medical bills to be covered. It is ridiculous. The NFL, these TV deals, everything they got, and these players, they're not right. Like I remember Jillian Barbary, who's a friend who used to work for Fox Sports Sundays. She said Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, they all look great on set, but they can barely walk to their chairs. Yeah, I believe that. And Howie did not have a long career, and he has two players, two sons, sons. playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just saying, I just want to do this. I love the NFL, but you're really making it hard for me to cheer for everything when these players aren't getting paid what they should be. That they that they end up broke because there's no one telling them how to do financial stuff, and they get this obscene amount of money and the disrespecting of women and other things. It's it's more important to me than someone taking a freaking knee. Get your priorities straight, because what you just created now is more players. And there was another. There was a player from the Seattle Seahawks against the Oakland Raiders last year who took a knee as well. Last week, it's gonna yeah. be a league thing now that you created, and you should be having your attention on these domestic violence issues and the concussion protocols that are going on. Sorry, getting off my soapbox, and it just sucks. Speaking back to Prince really quick for Teddy Bridgewater, the Minnesota Vikings. He was going to be during uh, the Hut Hut 
you know, when he gets the ball hiked, he was calling Purple Rain, Purple Rain during those things. Unfortunately, Bridgewater went down with an injury during practice. Practice. He tore his ACL and had other damage to his knee. It sounds quite serious, more so than Adrian Peterson, who just had a torn ACL. Looks like there was some knee damage. And that's kind of scary. And he's a very young player. And Prince was a Vikings fan, especially when they did well. No disrespect. Prince was a fair weather fan to certain teams. But when the Vikings were doing well, he would be at the games. Make no mistake about it. So Bridgewater get better. Uh, you got Sam Bradford, your quarterback now, who I kind of call Sam Bradford. <laughs> but you have Adrian Peterson. So, hey, maybe you just won't be that bad. But the NFL gets your priorities straight. And where the Vikings play, we still don't have an update on the concert. We kind of touched base on that a little bit. Um, and the stadium is beautiful, very purple, very other stuff going on. Oh, and by the way, I got to tell you, uh, one, of the coolest, one of the coolest things about um, where I was staying, uh, I had a perfect view of U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh-huh. It's really cool looking. It looks like a Viking ship from the outside. And they have a Prince mural there. Do they really? At the Super Bowl, yeah. Oh, man. We wanted to, yeah. we could have walked. I mean, we were close enough. We could have walked to it. And we, we wanted to. We just didn't make it. And I didn't think there'd be anything. If I would have known there was a Prince Mule there, I would have yeah. walked there. Yeah. Because it's cool looking. And at least on Sunday, you were able to go to one of Prince's favorite hangouts. And I kind of hung out there. It would be Takumi in the back. Where it wasn't all so crowded, though. But you had you had bunkers with Margie Cox, Sunny T. How was that? That's right. Probably the perfect way to end the weekend, and I would have wanted it this way, was for all of us Prince fans that were still in town, to go and just not even worry about it, anything, and just let loose. And that's exactly what Bunkers was. The vibe was so great. It was ex- it felt exactly like it was 15 years ago when we left Paisley Park during the celebration to go see Dr. Mambo's combo. And they were phenomenal. It's just a great band's a great band. You can tell they played together for a long time. And they were just awesome. Played a lot of old school hits. I heard. It was so fun. It was I'm sure baby making music, man. 90s. Oh, man. I'm like, I'm like, see, it's just like, I gotta say this, another thing. With Prince and how he perform at shows, when you take a girl to a Prince show and it kind of like bunkers, you got some ass. You, des- <laughs> you, you did not deserve that ass on Sunday. <laughs> the band served you up that ass Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, they served you up that booty. That's all I got to say about well, that. Well, thank you, so. Dr. Mambo's Combo. I'll just say that. How's that? <laughs> but no, they played, man. I don't know what you're talking they about. They played Lou Rawls. They played all the old school, like the uh, old school roller skate jams. It was awesome. It was so cool. I love the old stuff. Who was on drums? Uh, I don't know who it was, but he was really good. It wasn't so Michael wasn't Bland. Jelly Bean or Michael. It wasn't Jelly Bean or Michael Bland, unfortunately. Yeah. But we did get to see Sonny T. And he was, you know, you know, Sonny. He just sits in the back and just plays that bass, and that's all he did. And he wasn't trying to get in anyone's spotlight. He just did it up, and it was and it was packed. It was packed. There were tons of of familiar faces around. We all mm. we had a great table. We all sat together. We had a blast. And Wednesday, Tommy Barbarella, Michael Bland, Sonny T part of the administration, Nick Jones, the administration performed there one night only. Did and they really? Yeah. See his backing band is the MPG from 94. It's right. for Morris Hayes. Right. So, uh, that is interesting. I'd love to see it. 
I'm sure the set wasn't too long because they only worked together for one album. But um, uh, Nick Jonas's studio band is the Administration, which is AKA the AKA the MPG from '94. And I, damn, yeah. But yeah, so got to say, perfect end to a great weekend at Bunkers, and we all got out of town. Everyone in 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 one piece. We all made our planes home, so that was good. Well, I'm sorry, Peggy from Detroit did miss her plane so she had to stay in minneapolis i'm thinking she did that on purpose she just wanted to stay a little bit longer but peggy i'm glad you ended up getting home sorry you missed your flight though just make sure when you guys are out there they have the hard rock minneapolis a lot of memorabilia Uh, a lot of people stop by the purple rain house that prince now owns oh we did that too sorry i forgot about that we Uh, did a little tour on saturday and purple rain house couple of the murals and we andre simone's house and we looked at Look for the basement where, you know, they would stay. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then the house uh, that Prince grew up in and Taika was there talking with people. Yeah. Gave some of them, like, a purple pen for yeah. their fandom. I think it was purple, purple SF again. Yeah, one of one of our friends said she went to that house. Taika was there. Talked to her for an hour and a half. Wow. Isn't that – that's really cool. Really nice. So she was right. touched. She was touched by it. So it just showed that Taika really cares about the fans. Right, right. But yeah, it, was, it seems like it was an amazing weekend. I just wasn't ready to be there, and there were just certain things to play. It just uh, maybe yeah. you can go go in June when we do a celebration there. It's a celebration, which is so we'll see. We we'll see. Right now, the only uh, Cowboys Niners in a few weeks. There you That's go. My plans. There you go. But um. Want to thank you guys. Is there anything that we left out, CG? I think we covered it all this week. Next week's another week. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about. Well, just want to let you know, you guys, the fans, are the stars. Keep celebrating his music and celebrating him. Uh, you guys, I think, in that went this weekend, you were kind of able to do that a little bit more. I know there's a lot of people that haven't been able to. Uh, we do hear that there'll be more Revolution shows coming up. Can't really say anything right now where it's going to be. But L.A., come to L.A. Don't get the hint. <laughs> but um, just want to let you know that you guys are the stars, and we got to take pictures of you because we ain't got time to wait. We're going to close it out with a deluxe version of Babe, I'm a Star. Much love to everyone that was in Minneapolis this weekend. Much love to everyone listening to this. Thank you. Keep it funky. Mm-hmm.